Welcome to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Schaffner, and in today's episode, Dr. Roland McCready interviews me at the Art and Science of Cultivating Coherence Summit. This summit is going live now, and the link is in the show notes if you want to take advantage of all the free, wonderful talks that are going on currently that really share this beautiful principle of the science of coherence. So I really hope you enjoy my conversation today with Dr. Roland McCready, and I hope to see you at the summit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this session of the Art and Science of Cultivating Coherence. I'm your co-host, along with Dr. Christine Schaffner, who is our guest. We're actually interviewing each other today. Before we jump in, Christine is a board-certified naturopathic physician who has dedicated her career to helping patients recover from chronic, complex illness. Through online summits, her Spectrum of Health podcast, Eminence Health Clinic, and digital programs and courses, she goes well beyond biological medicine pulling from all systems of medicine and healing modalities, helping patients to unlock their innate ability to heal and reveal their brightest light. I love that about you, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Continues to see patients and broaden her work by bridging the gaps between bioregulatory and functional medicine as she looks ahead to building the future of medicine along with other leaders and practitioners. And I have to just take a time out here from reading your bio. I think that uh, is something that's very true about you, that you are a leading light and taking us into the future of medicine, Christine. So Mm -hmm. really honored to be co-hosting this. Thank you. Thank you, Roland. Well, it's such an honor. And, you know, I'm so grateful you said yes to co-host this summit. And, you know, it's interesting. I've had this idea for this summit for a few years now, and it was the alignment of the timing was just perfect to be recorded now when we're recording it. But I, I'm so grateful for your ability to co-host and share your wisdom. It almost feels silly for you to interview me about this topic, but I, I, I'm quite honored to be here with you. Well, I'm going to ask you the same question I've been asking everyone that I've been having these dialogues with to to get us started, and then we can go wherever you would like. So my first question, how do you define coherence? What does it mean to you? And why is it important in the work you do? Beautiful. I'm asking everyone that question too, by the way. So (laughs) we're, we're aligned in that way. So, you know, coherence is, in my experience, this alignment, and there's a, you know, physical alignment, a bioenergetic alignment, and I think there's a soul alignment on a level, and there's many layers that we can talk about. We can look at, you know, from on a cellular level, on a biophysical level, and on a spiritual level, as I mentioned, and I believe, you know, especially when I have this opportunity to sit with these amazing people that hire me to be, you know, their doctor, their facilitator, and this really long journey that they have embarked on, often many of them to understand why they're sick, is that, you know, we might not understand completely, you know, what their diagnosis is or why they're so sick, but if we can remove roadblocks and help increase their alignment within themselves and around themselves and begin to trust their inner knowing and their inner navigation system that in most circumstances leads to this beautiful 
health and vibrancy that I believe that we all are here to experience on some level and some experience it profoundly and some are challenged throughout their life. And so coherence to me is when there's this uninterrupted flow of information and energy and that we're in coherence or alignment. As we mentioned before the talk, I'll just use this word because it fits so perfectly in our highest blueprint of our soul's journey. I know you talked me into doing this with you uh, about <laughs> a year and a half ago or so, but if you could just share with our viewers um, that are watching us in this interview, why did you want to do this summit? What was your spark for it? Yeah, thank you. Well, I try to get to yoga every Sunday and I would love to go to yoga more, but I'm a mom, I have a practice, I have a lot going on, but I have this really beautiful yoga studio I go to in my neighborhood and I get a lot of downloads in that yoga studio. And the journey for the Coherence Summit started with my first curiosity of this world when you, know, you treat people who are chronically ill, there's part of you who are like, how do I make this faster? Like, how do I alleviate suffering more quickly? How can we find the most elegant path to healing, meaning kind of the shortest distance between two points? And I did two summits and a relaunch of the Body Electric. And I got to know you through uh, those summits. And I interviewed like hundreds of people. And the more that you dive into these concepts of how we are innately wired to heal and this lens of photonic energy and bioelectromagnetic energy, this principle of coherence keeps coming up and coming up in the conversation. And the conversation around coherence for me, I in your bio, you mentioned I studied you know, naturopathic medicine and also bioregulatory medicine. And we're always talking about self-regulation and the body is this intelligent, wise system and it's always trying to self-regulate and heal. And I begin to think about these words, self-regulation and coherence, there was a relationship. And when I wanted to like expand my knowledge around these biophysical principles, I was like, it's really all about coherence at the end of the day, health is truly coherence. And so it, it was just like a natural evolution of just really purely my understanding and interviewing people and reading all these articles all the time and reading all these books that I felt that we really needed to get this language around coherence out to more people. I'm a big believer about if we give people more of the language to share these principles and give them the correct understanding that they can start participating and observing them more in their own life. It's been a really lovely journey. And again, we just had to surrender to divine timing around this. I, I think I wanted to do this about a year and a half or two years ago, and then it kept on, you know, not being the right time. And I think it's the perfect time. I just want to share with the listeners, maybe many of you who know me might already know this about me, but all of us go through some transformational process. And I really have gone through from 2020 to 2023 and hopefully continuing to transform in my life and many ways, but I went through a really challenging time. You know, a lot of my external set point, the things that I thought I was were really up for grabs and really, you know, asked to be reframed. I had to start a new clinic. I had to figure out what my medicine was. I had to undergo some dissolving of old relationships and finding new relationships. And I also had a really intense health crisis in the middle of this. And I'm somebody who get to 
sit in the seat of interviewing so many people. I read everything. I know a lot. And so I, I often tell people how to support their brain and detoxify their brain. And here I was faced with a diagnosis of a benign pituitary tumor, but it was quite large when I found it. So it was pressing on my optic chiasm. I was at risk for a stroke and I, in two short weeks, was scheduled to surgery. And so I'm a naturopath. So there was a lot of like, oh my gosh, I'm having brain surgery. What? And, you know, that unfolding of acceptance and then also feeling empowered to go through that with these principles that we've been educating people about. And I really deepened my trust and my inner wisdom through that experience. I had tremendous people surround me as well. And I really believe in the collective, you know, energy around healing. I think that's really part of the future of medicine that we really don't need to do healing alone, but together. And we're actually wired to heal together. And so I experienced, you know, I did a coherence healing and intention circles and dear friends, and I had energy workers, and I did a lot of meditation myself. And when I was faced in that moment of undergoing anesthesia, I had a lot of peace and trust that I would get through it. And, you know, fast forward a month later with my follow-up with this neurosurgeon who did 400 surgeries a year, I was walking out the door and I was like, by the way, oh, what was my pathology report? And he was very sweet and respectful that I was a naturopath. And, you know, he wasn't the typical neurosurgeon that you don't want to talk to, right? That you just want them to perform the surgery. And he said, you know what, Christine, I'm going to be studying your tumor for a long time. He was at, he's at UW, so they have a tumor board and they do a lot of research and I donated my tissue to be studied. And I said, why? And he said, there were some unusual cell types and there were some unusual configuration. And most of all, I want to understand why your tumor came out so easily. And I just kind of thought to myself, like I didn't say anything, but it was complete validation that what I did mattered, you know, before my surgery. And so I think having that experience and continuing to share that experience with my patients and experience these principles and tools in my work, you know, because I really feel like it's not an afterthought, like, oh, let's just do all this stuff. And then like, we'll get to like coherence and meditation and, you know, group healing, like, no, like, let's do this from the start and then everything else, you know, can follow. And so I, I really had that just experience that solidified just my trust and keep going on this path. And so I think coming through that, I'm in more coherence and alignment in my own life after these three years and this experience to host the summit. So all divine timing, right? <laughs> all perfect. Worked out perfect for me too. Yeah. I mean, as well. Oh, good. Good. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. I don't know why, but as you were describing that, it, it made me remember or think of May Wan Ho. Did, yeah. Did, I love her stuff. Yeah. I never met her, of course, but I, I love reading her work. I was fortunate enough to know her fairly well and visit her yeah. lab a few times when yeah. I was in Europe and, and different things. Mm -hmm. But the reason I, I guess I'm being drawn to mention her work is it was about coherence. In her book, the, you know, The Rainbow and the Worm, she really defines life, living systems as, as coherence. Mm -hmm. You know, our bodies are made of the same stuff as the, the non-living world is. Yes. Right. And so what she actually defined the living system as, as a quantum coherent system. That was the difference between living and non-living. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It's really interesting because to me, she did the, the actual work to prove that, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, pointed out that in a living system, any living system, let alone the complexity of a human being, that there's 70, two thirds of the known 73 octaves of the, what's called the electromagnetic spectrum mm -hmm. have to cohere together 
across time and stability across space to be a, a living system. If people talk about magic. The fact that we are alive or a living yeah. system is pretty magical yes. uh, to begin with. When you think of something has to spin up nothing to become something, right? You know, yes. um, particles and particles group together to become atoms and atoms to molecules and molecules to organs and so on to finally, mm -hmm. here we are. That yeah. that's coherence it's that alignment structurally and energetically that has to go on you mentioned the biofield all these elements have to be working together mm -hmm. yeah i love her work and i i love that description as well that you just painted this picture through and yeah like life i mean is such a beautiful miracle that we're observing and i have a young daughter so i got to experience that whole experience and when you go through that or you know have a loved one who has it's just you realize that everything that has to come together you know to create the life you know and i had my tumor you know throughout my pregnancy journey and i had one miscarriage and then i had her and another miscarriage and I really think about you know her life was really like a one in a million given you know what I knew about my circumstance so when you say that I, I just think of like everything that comes together to support life and how we are always that you know this desire of living right and I love her work for lots of reasons everything you just mentioned but she really was one of my first scientists that I was reading alongside you, of course, that around this idea of coherent water and structured water, and then how she also described the collagen matrices and the fascia and how this was a liquid crystalline superconductor of information. And I really resonated with it. I didn't quite understand it, you know, when I was first reading, but I keep on trying to understand this more and more. And you know, with the work that I do with patients, we, you know, on the nuts and bolts, we do a lot of like fascia work and drainage and detoxification work and lymphatic therapies and, you know, cleaning up their terrain because we're on Mother Earth and there's a lot that we're exposed to in, in this time that we're alive. And the fascia has been always just so interesting because I'll do scar neural therapy in my practice. And I think it just explained this idea, like there's so much in a scar, right? there's like this fascia restriction and then there's you know maybe stagnation and congestion but then there's like this emotional memory that comes up for people and i often use this kind of memory there's two memories i always share to paint this idea like when we do a c-section scar especially if it was an emergency or an unplanned c-section it's amazing what comes out of that tissue and i've seen people you know and it's not like in their head like oh i'm gonna cry i'm thinking of this memory it's like no it's like this visceral excavation and liberation of this stored energy in that tissue so in my experience it could be like this idea of fossil memory that our friend dr jim Oshman, you know talks about as well and then you free it up and there's more flow and there's more information that happens and the other kind of point to illustrate it especially with the scar idea because i think it just helps is that i injected a woman who had a melanoma scar she had always these heart palpitations and we were treating her for lyme and all those other things but i injected her melanoma scar on her back and her heart palpitations went away and like how do you make that up like how do you even and it was very obvious and then I think about like all of these intricate connections and communication networks in the body that 
we know a lot, but we continue to explore. And I would have loved to, you know, interview her if she was still alive and understand, you know, her perspective and her work. But that's where she really opened up my mind between water and, you know, fascia and communication and how it's all kind of rolled up. And I witnessed that in the human living system. Well, I think it's her work. Also, in what you're just talking about now, Christina, that really helps us understand why coherence is so important. Because mm-hmm. it's when, whether it's the toxins or the thoughts and emotions or the scars that we have that basically interfere with the body's natural communication system and linkages across time and scale that mm-hmm. has to be there to have a coherent system. So, we're really, I think anything we're doing for healing or living a healthier, happier life in general is taking us towards increased coherence. Yes. Does that make sense to you or that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree. And, you know, I mentioned, of course, like toxicants and things, but, you know, thoughts, right? And especially, you know, I I think there is so much opportunity to continue to share with people the power of our thoughts Mm -hmm. and our emotions, and they matter, right? And the more that we can consciously course correct, you know, our thoughts to promote, you know, the things that we would love to share and see in our life rather than, you know, I'm never going to get better. I'm always sick, this pain, you know, has wrecked my life, you know, like, of course, you're we're human, that there's a space for feeling that, but also, you know, what are you tending to and fueling every day, you know, yeah, this sucks, but I'm going to change, I'm going to use my thoughts to create shifts and change. And, And that's, I think, harder, in a lot of ways for some of the patients that I work with, or people, then, okay, take these 10 supplements. And, you know, let's see how we liberate all these, you know, stagnation in your body, right? It's almost harder (laughs) to like consciously be in tune with our thoughts. Yeah. And then I would suggest that when we look at a coherent system, this is where I'll say the more the energetic side of things that are so important. And I actually would suggest is the future of medicine, which I I know you would agree with. That's the things we can't put under a microscope. You can't put a thought under a microscope or an emotion or, or an intuition. But they are the primary drivers of all the activity in our body. One of the hormonal systems that we we activate and release, the activity in our brain and our nervous system are all ultimately driven by, especially our emotions. Yes. Thoughts and emotions. Yes. Uh, They ultimately, I mean, that's my my role, right? I'm a psychophysiologist of 30 years really studying the physiology of emotion and a lot of my mentors. They're complex. They're not these simple things that you can describe to a brain region. Yes, right, right, right. Do that. Yeah. Yes, the hormonal system is involved in, in an emotional experience. Certainly our thoughts, the neural activity in the brain and nervous system and on and on. But ultimately I've come to understand that they're really an energetic system even above mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I love what you just said, and I'll I'll be asking you probably more and more offline about that because you know when I was in high school, I read Molecules of Emotion and Candace Pert's book. You know that really opened my mind to being kind of a outside the conventional medical system kind of doctor. But what you're saying is like that's kind of the downstream beautiful kind of synergy of how all those molecules kind of are the manifestation of this higher order energetic system. I know I'm going to be interviewing you, but I. What I'm always trying to figure out and build this model of is there's, you know, these statements, right? Physics dictates chemistry, you know, like there's an organizing field of energy that organizes 
you know, density or matter. And it's hard to like articulate, where is this organizing energy or what is this? Is it the biofield? Is it the field? Is it the divine? Is it source? Is it, you know, our emotions? Is it our thoughts? And we'll be talking about it more and more in your conversation, but you're educating me that the, the energetic heart or the portal of the layers of our energetic heart is that intelligence and the way you shared it with me before we talked I really want to learn and share this point with people because nobody really talks in this way like where do you feel this intelligence lies you know what we can get into that when you interview me uh, which yeah. we're here today yeah um, this is an interview with you uh, so yeah I, know. I know I just it fleshed out our thought you know or fleshed yeah. out our well, but yeah I mean what I'm trying to maybe better said this intelligence that we're talking about in this energetic field that we're talking about in this organizing field please watch Roland's interview with me well yeah. heartbeat right you know <laughs> it's a leader yeah. I'll say this, and I'm fortunate to have had a lot of really neat mentors in my life. I mean, yeah. some legends, you know, Carl Prebrum and yeah. Drew Armour and Joe, I mean, the list goes on. Dr. Hallberg, you know, who coined the term circadian rhythm. I mean, it's yeah. somehow we just were able to draw these. It's amazing. Out. Yeah. You know, Wan Ho and Candace was, Candace visited. I knew Candace. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. But anyway, the one that comes to mind is John Andrew Armour, Drew to his friends. He's retired now, but was really the father of neurocardiology and yeah his teachers for that but he was certainly what brought the field into the modern science and he's still somebody i call whenever i have deeper questions about the anatomy or function i mean there's just nobody on the planet that knows more he's spent his whole career on this and whenever i also have a question about the nerves the autonomic nervous system or the the heart brain or these the neural yeah. connections he's the man i call it's relevant to what you're asking me because he says, Roland, almost every conversation, remember, it's a system. Yes. And the functions and things that you're asking about are an emergence of the systems. Yeah. You can't yeah. isolate a lot of the things yeah. I asked to hear or there. Yeah. He probably would still say that to me if I called him. But it's a lot of the mistakes, I think, that have been made in trying to understand the aspects of mm -hmm. our physiology. Yeah. Like if we have a brain lesion, for example, in the hippocampus or different regions, you know, we have memory decipits, right? Yeah. So we try to say, ah, that's where memory lives. Yeah. 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 But no, it is yeah. not. Yeah. You follow what I mean? So, but that's been the interpretation. Yeah. Like if you're, if you know cars and mechanics and you take the coil wire off of a car, mm -hmm. it won't start. So do we say that is the wholeness of the engine? Well, of course not. But if we, we, we've tried to do that medicine and anatomy anatomy to our peril I think in a lot of ways yeah definitely right and I think the conventional model well you know it's obviously life-saving in many circumstances that's the expression I think of like the disparate systems that you know are not talking to you it's just like a whole different model and the model that the alternative and integrative space I think really it still has room to emerge as this whole systems you know approach really truly on all levels right yeah so there's levels of intelligence you can take yeah. a cell just take a single cell what an incredible intelligence is going on there for that cell to do everything it does first of all be alive and replicate and all the, the functions that goes on that's yeah. a, a wild type of intelligence certainly in our science and we have, we do not how to create a living system even the simplest right but then yeah. cells forming together to create an organ let's say whether it's the liver or the heart well, there's another level of intelligence that are largely self-regulatory. Right. 
you know, right. it's, it's intelligence yeah. systems within intelligence systems in a nested hierarchy. And then, as you've also pointed out, we live within a social domain. Mm -hmm. Yes. We live within the sphere of Earth, which yeah. definitely interacts with us. Yeah. And so anyway, I don't know. Yeah, no, but I, I think the, the point that we're making is that there's this elegance in this concept of coherence, right? And that there's also this, you know, we're, we're not trying to oversimplify anything either, right? You know, because as you said, there is a complexity in, of intelligence. And I, I think it's like almost the rabbit hole. You think you have a layer, but then you keep going, right? And there's just, you know, layers of understanding as we evolve to our understanding. You know, and that's it, just a point to make that as we evolve the next layer, it doesn't make the, the layers before that wrong. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, as we walk up analogy or Doc Childry, our founder, has talked about it. So I always found helpful as we're kind of climbing the stairs, if you will, of level, say of levels of consciousness, you know, yes. that kind of awareness. You don't step up a step and turn around and look back at the other step and judge it. Right, right, right. It got you to where yes the next level the next platform from which we go to the next and this is an exciting time i feel like you know depending on where you stand in all these conversations you know we can look at the world it's so toxic and so this oh you know all these things or we can you know look at this perspective of like oh my goodness how amazing life is and how amazing this intelligence that we all are surrounded and interconnected by you know, my evolution of my thought of the future of medicine is to bring this conversation we're having into each, you know, patient visit for people to understand how they are innately connected and how they can access this inner navigation system or alignment. And I, I just think where I stand, it's like, I just wanted to have a conversation. Hey, there's physics, there's just physics out there more than chemistry. <laughs> and then it's, you know, evolving and it's beautiful to see where it's going, but there's many beautiful people getting that download that we need a new way, right? And we need a more connected way and a more loving way and a more compassionate way to share really the truth of what it means to heal at this point of our understanding. Beautifully said. Beautifully. Yeah. I would normally in these interviews ask, you know, something hopeful for, but I think you just did it. Oh, thank you. I need to go there. That was beautifully said, Christine. Thank you, Roland. Well, thank you for holding the space and thank you for leading the way for all of us. Back at you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you all in the, in the next session, the art and science of cultivating coherence. Until then, take care. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my interview today with Dr. Roland McCready. And if you want to check out the summit, the Art and Science of Cultivating Coherence Summit, please check out the link in the show notes. This is a summit that I spent about two years coming up with actually doing, and the time was now to do this. And I was so grateful that Dr. Roland McCready decided to be my co-host and we just share our hearts and you know, this beautiful science that is all about the heart and the brain, as well as quantum biology, consciousness, our relationship with each other, our relationship to the earth and more. So I really, really hope that you enjoy uh, this summit. You can purchase it for your home library if you can't make all the talks. And thank you so much for being part of my podcast community. Have a wonderful day.